For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. And there's uh, an update on the story of Private Shane Carney, the 23-year-old from Cork who's going to be medically evacuated from Beirut to Casement Aerodrome in Baldonnell. Uh, this afternoon, he's being flown home on a medical aircraft that's been specially equipped for him and he'll be taken by ambulance then to Beaumont Hospital to continue receiving the medical treatment he needs. And that makes the papers this morning, like the mail says, injured Irish soldier coming home today. Investigations continue in uh, Lebanon and police are even investing in it, never mind about uh, other military um, sources also saying that they're investigating. Um, meanwhile, the, the funeral of Private Sean Rooney also makes the papers. He was killed in the attack uh, and it's uh, that funeral is due to take place in Dundalk tomorrow. It's very, very sad. Uh, but coming home to continue with his medical treatment, Private Trooper uh, Shane Carney, 23-year-old from around Killa in Cork. Staying local and uh, the Dunkettle Roundabout makes the front of the Echo today. Uh, it's got... Um, T-shirts now uh, named after it. It's got posters. It's got reworked movie titles. Dunket Hell. Uh, but they talk about the incidents down there over the past year, uh, including collisions, breakdowns, overhead vehicles uh, being detected and setting off alarms and shutting down the tunnel and bringing down barriers. So that's up 60% on last year. And they're asking motorists to be more patient and follow the signs. So front page are making the echo today. Dunkettle incidents up and they speak of the amount like 57 recorded this year alone. Fairly serious ones, particularly incidents where there have been collisions and crashes. And God knows we've covered enough of those on the air over the past few months since the reopening of parts of the Dunkettle Roundabout. Um, and although I am slow to mention it, I'm starting to see a lot more COVID-related stories making the papers this morning. In fact, the echo drills in to the amount of people that are hospitalised in Cork with COVID. The number is 42. There is one uh, case of uh, COVID in the ICU within the CUH. But um, they talk of it this morning because the Sun picks up on the Chief Medical Officer, uh, Breda Smith, and she is saying... Okay, it's the run into Christmas and there's a lot of socialising going on, but she's appealing to people to stay at home if they had COVID symptoms. So it's like the old days, the same kind of warnings, like don't go to Christmas parties, don't meet family on Christmas Eve, if that's what you usually did, if you have COVID or COVID symptoms. She says she's concerned about a recent rise in COVID hospital admissions and she's asking people to make an effort over the next four to six weeks. So the warnings are back again as numbers seem to be climbing. Um, I like this story where Leo Varadkar has said that he's not allowing his ministers to bring mobile phones into cabinet meetings. Isn't it like telling children what they should and shouldn't do and what they can and can't do, either at home or in school? You can't be doing that. You can't have that till you eat your dinner. If you're not a good boy, you'll be on Santi's naughty list, all this kind of stuff. But yet this is happening in Cabinet. Why? Well, apparently to, although he won't admit to it, but it's to protect state secrets. Because all too often, certain members are leaking stories to their contacts in the press and must be doing it. Maybe it happens all over the world. I don't know. It might be happening in the Oval Office, for all I know. It might be happening in, in Downing Street. They're literally, what are they doing? Texting under the table. Um, they're, they're press sources um, sharing and leaking stories. It's almost like a form of electronic spying, as they put it in this morning's mail. So he says, no mobile phones. you got to, like in the old days in the Wild West, you're coming into town, you got to surrender your guns. You're coming into the cabinet, 
you get where I'm going with that. Um, so a ban on phones. Um, and also um, the issues regarding uh, the uh, families feuding in Rathkeel. And these are traveller families. Um, this is a big story from the last couple of days and all sorts of photographs and videos have been doing the rounds, of course. Uh, I don't know whether you know it, but Gardaí carrying submachine guns automatic pistols are assisting unarmed officers now in and around Rathkeel. They've set up checkpoints in the town all across yesterday following awful violence in Rathkeel. This is a very violent uh, feud um, and they're afraid that it might kick off yet again, uh, which is quite, quite sad, isn't it, in the times we live in. There's other types of feuding going on, of course, and this involves the likes of Conor McGregor, PJ Gallagher and Paul McGrath. In fact, they make many of the front pages of the Red Tops. So Conor McGregor said very nasty and hurtful things about PJ Gallagher and called him all sorts of horrible names online. Now those... Uh, Facebook posts and tweets have been taken down now. But of course, the damage has already been done following this social media spat. I wouldn't really call it a spat because PJ Gallagher behaved very honourably on it uh, and didn't react in any kind of vicious or nasty or, or, or bullying kind of way. This was just down to the behaviour of Conor McGregor. But what interests me is the headlines. Ooh, ah, I'll fight McGrath. That's the front of the mirror today. And the sun says, ooh, ah, lay off me, da. You might wonder why. Well, apparently Conor McGregor has challenged PJ Gallagher and Paul McGrath to a two-to-one boxing match. Um, and then he says all of the proceeds of it then would go to uh, mental health organisations and anti-bullying organisations. I have no idea how genuine Conor McGregor is about this kind of a thing. But apparently what happened then is that Paul McGrath's son Mitch says that he'll go head to head with Conor McGregor. Um, and he, he gave out to him uh, saying, you know, what are you doing picking on an old man? What are you doing picking on my dad? I'll fight you instead. So... I mean, the whole thing leaves a very nasty taste in the mouth, doesn't it? Because it's almost ridiculing the seriousness of people who are struggling in their lives, whether it's with mental health issues, uh, suicidal ideation, depression or what have you. Um, and like, it's, it, uh, uh, for all the wrong reasons, you know, headlines and stories like that make a mockery of a very serious issue. But there you have it nonetheless in the front and inside pages of the papers. And what way, you know, what way do they want to raise money? By fighting, by boxing. I mean, it's just a nonsense, really. But there it is, nonetheless. You know I mean, you just sometimes you feel like, God Almighty, where's this world going? I see also that RTE are going to be before uh, the Doyle's Money Watchdog Committee today. The Director General has to answer questions as how they can stand over the disastrous toy show musical, which um, they've had to cut back on shows because they're just not selling tickets. And also, last weekend, they had to cancel shows due to sickness within the cast. Um, So it's interesting that tickets remain available for shows up until uh, New Year's Eve. Um, Mind you, I have to say, Brendan O'Carroll, who I respect, his point of view, always have, he says that that we should be applauding RTE for the brave move to attempt to bring the toy show musical on stage, even if it's failed. He says, I think it was tremendously brave of RTE to take a chance on the toy show. The fact that it doesn't seem to be working out for them is another matter. But there's all sorts of other kind of controversies. You know the one with PJ Gallagher and Conor McGregor and then you've got Jeremy Clarkson attacking Meghan Markle. Um, but some, of the, some of the wisest comments I heard of it yesterday were from Laura on Breakfast who said they just shows maybe a genuine reason as to why Meghan Markle and Harry decided to leave the UK when Jeremy Clarkson wanted to see her because he said, I hate her. He wanted to see her publicly shamed through British towns um, and excrement to be thrown at her. Um, I don't know if that could be actually ratcheted up to some kind of 
I don't know whether it be bordering on a criminal case, but um, now the different pieces have all been taken down. Even the sun has taken the bits down. And it was the sun, actually, who are somewhat culpable in the UK for even running Jeremy Clarkson's actual column and featuring that. But there's been, t- what is it, like 17,500 complaints about it uh, in uh, just yesterday alone. And while I haven't heard, um, and forgive me for not doing it, I probably should go and listen to it, Glenn Hansard and Imelda May and their take on the Pogues classic fairy tale of New York. Society seems very divided on it, their performance on the Late Late Show. They took out the F word um, when they were doing it on uh, the Late Late Show and substituted it with the word crackhead. Um, but apparently Shane McGowan and his wife, uh, Mary, are okay with it. They've defended the revised rendition, uh, uh, rendition of Fairy Tale in New York, and that story is picked up by the Star today. Boris Becker's out of prison, and he's back in Germany and uh, gave his first television inter- interview. He lost an awful lot of weight. He looks pretty sharp, actually. He's changed the colour of his hair and all that. I mean, that's not of any real consequence when you think that you know he was in prison for a period of time, got out early on the basis that um, he uh, went back to Germany. I don't know what happens to him now as to whether he can ever go back to the UK? Uh, will he eventually work as a tennis pundit again? These are some of the un- unanswered questions. Or indeed, you know, with the prison sentence behind him, would he be able to go into the likes of America, what have you? Um, but he says that prison did him a favour uh, and gave him time to reflect uh, and realise the error of his ways. And then, of course, when everybody buying presents, Santa Claus is everything safe in the North Pole, but for everybody else that's buying presents, the Gardaí are in the middle of a campaign now called Lock Up, Light Up, it's an anti-burglar awareness campaign uh, and they're urging people, for God's sake, make sure that no doors or windows are unlocked or in any way vulnerable because burglars are just out and about at this time of the year more than ever before. They're looking to rob presents because they know there's going to be laptops. They know there's going to be mobile phones and, there's no, and they know there's going to be high value items that they can make money out of. So don't be leaving things in full view and for God's sake, don't be leaving presents on the back seat of the car. But it's very sad when you hear of thousands of people queuing from the early hours of yesterday morning outside the Capuchin Day Centre, the Capuchin Day Centre in Dublin. They were given out 3,000 Dunn Stores vouchers worth 50 euro each to people. And some people were queuing from 2 o'clock in the morning. An unprecedented turnout and clearly by people in need who would queue from 2 in the morning for a 50 euro supermarket voucher. Very sad indeed. Text 0868104106. The Neil Prenderville Show on Courts Red FM. Two-time gold winner at the Emerald Radio Awards 2022. All right, we've been very busy on the streets over the past week or 10 days, I can tell you that. And uh, one of the stories that we were covering earlier, I didn't get to this yesterday, but I want to do it today because I mentioned RTE and we were talking earlier on in the week that uh, they're giving out individual gift cards to um, members of staff. Um, They're spending 1.5 million euro on these gift vouchers for staff this year and next year. All that and lots more besides uh, when they have a huge debt that they need to clear. So that was big in the news earlier in the week and also the whole debacle and controversy over the late, over the toy show, uh, the musical. Seamus took to the streets of Cork to ask your guys uh, your take on those stories. Under talented, it's just a joke, mate. Really, would you do something similar in Australia? No, nah. New Zealand, I'm from. No, no, Jesus, we we mind our money, bro. 
<laughs> Our government's too cute for that, like. I talked to where I'm going to lose money because no one's buying a licence. But that's the thing. Actually, no one's watching it anyway, do you know what I mean? There should be vouchers for all the local radio reporters and Red FM. That's what should be the case. They should be all for the workers because well, they won't be getting nothing. <laughs> what about the workers? What about the security? They're only getting 11.65. We were agreed a loan, uh, a rise two and a half years ago. And they were through. And we're still waiting for it. Minister signed off on it last year. And what's it? We didn't get it again. So 11.65 is ridiculous for any security. Imagine going into a bank and asking for a loan for a house. If you were the bank manager, what would you do? 11.65. You'd laugh into their faces. We're actually losing so many good security because of the government not helping us out. I mean, wouldn't you think someone would be have it all worked out before they started off this thing, like? Like, mm-hmm. should they be sticking to what they were set up to be, radio and television, rather That's than right. setting up music? Yeah. I mean, who's, who's going to get the value out of the, the music, like? You know? I mean... The songs, like, why, why put the music on when it's, it's not there for that, like, after you isn't there for that, after you is there for the, the people that pay for it, you know, so, and who's like, making the money of and, it? And do you think Joe Duffy and Ryan Tuberty are entitled to a thousand euro gift card each for Christmas? You're joking, are you? What? And the money they earn? I'm sure that would be small money, wouldn't it? Couldn't you? Nearly half a million a So you think it's a waste of taxpayers' no, money? it's a waste of taxpayers' money. Absolutely not. not our workers' money, anyway. Why not? Well, because people who need a gift card, not to like them. Should it be on small money, wouldn't it? It's probably a hell of a lot more than you and me. I Sure, what? Around 50,000 a year? Yeah, she got all help us. Yeah. He's sorry for him, really. They should have given him more gift cards. <laughs> they didn't give him enough. Do you know? I could do a, I could do a gift out. You know, for my new boiler, because I haven't got 2,000 euros euro for a new boiler, and I worked all my life. Do you think our team can make a gift card towards a new boiler? Let's go over to Father Matthew. And I tell you now, my, my TV licence is taken out of uh, my bank account every month. So you don't think it's good use though? Of God, no. Absolutely they, sh- they should have given him more God help us. He's in badly need of it. We, I worked all my life as well and paid tax and I have a pension and I still pay tax. And I say Ryan Torberty would be far off Ryan's pension, oh, I'd say though. We might be on, you know, might on be a par. few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a few bob to here and there. <laughs> oh, you no, 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 I'm going to wait drink my coffee. <laughs> Happy on. Christmas, love. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Torberty and... And the other broadcasters, I feel, are getting too much money. Anyway, uh, on top of the licence that we pay, um, I don't think we're getting value for money. And I think that Cork is very badly covered by RT. I just, I'd note the Iron Man in, in y'all this year wasn't even mentioned, wasn't even covered, plus various other events. And then you're wondering, like, RT is radio television sharing, which is obviously radio and television. Yeah. Should they be staying away from the... Um, I suppose the the Broadway kind of musicals. Yeah. I don't know really. I don't know. I think they find. I think RT are finding it difficult enough now to survive at the moment. With TV, um, Virgin Media are putting up a fantastic performance at the moment. They have four channels. Uh, I, I'm, I watch this channel, the those channels more than I watch RT one or two. So I just think RT are just losing out at the moment. Okay. That's so no, my not, not value for your license fee. Not at the moment. Definitely okay. not. Okay.
Jesus, greetings to one and all, the Ronettes. And I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Speaking of mommies, I was telling you earlier in the week, I got a very interesting email in from somebody who's in a bit of conundrum, and many have been with regards to what do you give uh, to school teachers at Christmas time? And we know the best thing for the postmen or postwomen or indeed those doing refuse collections, cash. Some people leave boxes of roses. I saw somebody leave out three tubs of hero sweets. I thought that was a brilliant thing to do up on top of the bins. But she was saying to me, a nice card or a box of roses is what I would consider appropriate for a teacher from their child. However, I have heard that in one school, cash is king. This isn't a posh or uppy school, by the way, just an ordinary rural school. I understand that teachers do a valuable job and this money is not asked for, but they don't exactly give it back either. It's a competition between parents these days and it seems that nobody wants their kid to feel left out. I think it's the highest form of exclusion for families who are not in the fortunate position to be able to fork out 20s, 40s or even 50 euro notes to the teacher. Imagine that, a 50 euro note. Especially if you have more than one child. I know it's a personal choice on what each parent decides to give to their children to give to the teachers but I think there's a bit too much pressure there to keep up with the Joneses. It's ridiculous and I think schools and departments should put a stop to this practice of gifts for teachers at Christmas time. Uh, People have enough expenses for school as it is. I wonder what others think. We were asking that question and I got some very interesting comments and also picked up another few stories along the way. Apparently some teacher, some schools or at least parents have their own WhatsApp group and I think we're primarily talking about primary schools here, aren't we? Um, the primary teachers because you'd have you know, maybe the same teacher for the, for the whole year. You know what I'm saying? So I know of in one case a whole group of parents came together in a WhatsApp group and they all contributed money and it, it ended up into a good pile of cash couple of hundred or maybe even more and gave a gift voucher then. That's a pretty good idea. I know of another case where uh, Mammy wanted to give um, their child a bottle of wine to take into the teacher and the child said no, you can't be given wine as if it was like a, a no-no. Do you imagine 32 bottles of wine or 28 bottles of wine? Um, but anyway, um, there's a lot on this. Cash um, seems to be king. Mind you, Ryan says, I do think the presence for teachers has got completely out of hand. We have two teachers and two SNA We've got something to get for. We're able to, and we don't begrudge it because they're good to our kids, but I think schools will be better off implementing some kind of a handmade-only rule where unless the kids have made it, they can't accept it. (laughs) I mean, that means... No disrespect to the kids and the handmade things that they're possibly capable of making, but you imagine bringing all that stuff home. The teacher having to bring it home. What are you going to do with it? It's not very practical. Cash is practical, isn't it? Vouchers are practical. Wine is practical. (laughs) I don't know whether it's acceptable. Terry says, I imagine this is someone with a very large spoon stirring the proverbial. I feel more people would feel very uncomfortable with somebody giving them cash if they're not related. I don't know about that. I think teachers' eyes would light up if they saw cash. I'm not a teacher, but I know a few. I think the meaning behind it is that each child puts in a few euro, maybe a fiver per, per child, and give the teacher that from the whole class, a fiver per child, instead of 32 gift sets and boxes of chocolates. Oh, I forgot about chocolates. Wine, chocolate cash or vouchers. Usually it ends up saving the parents money and time not having to get something in the shop just a fiver instead. Just a little token somebody says here. Maureen says and Rob says I'm assuming this is the primary school where it's one teacher looking after a class for a year or more if so why not throw a tenner each to the teacher instead of them being bombarded with 30 boxes of celebrations. 
Anyway, your thoughts on that. To kind of, this is kind of the day, it's around now, that many of the schools are breaking up. So what did you give uh, as a gift for a primary school teacher this Christmas? If it was cash, how much? If it wasn't cash, what was it? Text 0868104106. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. Just wanted two more on gifts for primary school teachers. I'm a lollipop lady. The best gift I got was a hand-drawn card with me on the front and a bar of chocolate that was brought by a child for me with love in his heart. Perfect gift, says Liz. Teacher bashing. I'm a secondary school. I'm a school secretary, which makes me the real boss. I can tell you that the parents are very lucky to have such great caring teachers in this country. It's a vocation indeed, says Deborah. Does anybody bring in a Christmas present for the school secretary? The real boss, I wonder. And just one or two more. I don't see anything wrong with giving them something if you can afford it. They do great work for our children. If you can't afford it, that's fine too. And Marion finally says, my son's school sent out a letter that no presents for the teacher, and if possible. Instead, donations for a homeless help group for supplies uh, for the craters that are out on our streets at night instead. That was a good idea. No, we don't want any gifts, but if you want to donate, donate to homeless services instead. Mind you, Wayne says that Christmas is just a money racket nowadays. People have turned it into a big competition to outdo each other putting a lot of pressure on people and parents especially. Why get the teacher's presence? They're just doing their job. Simple as, says Wayne. So thank you for those. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Last week, somebody on the air when we were chatting about, uh, sadly, the passing um, of uh, a great Corconian in the shape of uh, Jim McKeown, uh, and he was a regular contributor to the programme. But anyway, we got chatting about other great Cork characters, uh, and somebody asked me on the air, you haven't spoken to Mossy Phelan in a while. And... Absolutely 100% right. I hadn't spoken to Mossy Phelan in a while. So I wanted to make that right. Um, and on the basis of making it right, I'm joined by phone by the great Mossy Phelan. Mossy, good morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you? And thank you for holding. It might have felt like so, an age. How have you well, been? I'm, you know, I have a little medical problem, but thanks be to God. All I can say about the people in the hospitals or local doctors, chemists, or all those people, from the portal up, I give them 15 out of 10. Well done. Look at the way they looked after us in the last four years. Good stuff. And so, they looked after you, you well. Te- you were on about teachers there a few minutes ago. <laughs> well, in 1946, I was going to school in Blair My Street. I was a, a 43 man. That's when we started there. And this chap came in one morning and people are looking at him so-called half times now. And he had no shoes in him. Go away. And a man called Brother Fisher, the saint, he looked and he saw what happened and uh, told, the, told us all, sit down here, Jesus, in those days. I suppose there was 45 of us in the Easily. But I was at the edge of the door and I could see out the hallway and he went away. And about ten minutes later, he came back and he put his head in and he, the boy with no shoes, he called him and he gave him a pair of his own shoes. Go away, go away. And I discovered the afterwards from a man called, I think, Brother Welch. I got, I was very friendly with all the brothers here. They were a decent bunch, honest to God. You get a cup, when people had nothing, you get a cup of tea, you get a glass of milk every morning and a, a bun that would be set up from Gills and Shannon Street. But I turned around and I was talking to him one day and he said, oh, your family like were kind of related in the War of Independence and all the way. Well, he said, you know, he said, that brother Fisher 
was with the first Dublin Brigade and he was out in 1916. I couldn't believe it. Oh, eh. He gave the chap a, a pair of shoes, his own shoes. And was it, were, were kids coming to school cold well, and hungry and well, shoeless? Well, I the scene out at Altmouth Central Heaton. We had, I suppose, the first lot of Central Heaton would be in that school. But they couldn't turn around because they couldn't afford to pay for it at the time. Mm. Mm. I like they don't get me wrong. They were the war we, years, weren't they? That's right. We what we were we weren't one as the war babies. Yeah. Like yeah. I see like don't get me wrong, no. I tell you this much. The women at the time, by God I got on my knees to them. Everyone got a dinner. And when they see fellas around down to the unbites delivering breakfast <laughs> it didn't have a Christ like what's going on here? Yeah, I know, you know, I know, I know. But that's just the way the world it just changes, you know. Yeah. It, that's just the way of it. It but must I look I mean, I wonder does it look strange to you the world we live in now? Well, the way it really look right now, I'll be quite honest with you. I'm hit hit nearly four. Marion is I'm six years old than Marion. Next year we'll be sixty years married. We have Three beautiful children who have done well in life. We have three great grandchildren, and Christ, what do I want? What do I want? Oh, like, no. Imagine Christmas ball and I'm seeing me. Did they ever think I see me three great grandchildren? I know, into the world? I know, I know, I know, and I know. People, look, would I only make one plea to the people outside here? Remember the sacrifices that people in the city made for our country. We have come a long way in a hundred years, and please don't talk. Look at this young lad coming into Dublin this morning from abroad. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, to be buried, yeah. Sad. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And indeed, we also think of um, Private Shane Carney from Cork, who's being evacuated. That's right, he's uh, coming back home. Back to Ireland, yeah, yeah. And all those people, we should be proud and look up to those people. They're patriots. You know, it was a text there a few minutes ago saying that Christmas is just nothing more than just a money racket. Um, I mean, would you go along with that, that the real Christmas is and what no. it's all about? But No, you don't? I, I won't because I tell the reason why, like, if we look around our city at the moment, that people have a few bob in their pocket. Well, if they don't go in and spend it, well, they'll be in employment. People won't have jobs, this, that, and the other thing. And it's the one chance a year for people to, like as I said, our grandchildren to fall over them, if you like. Yeah. We couldn't do it in the past because our parents didn't have it. Like, what would you have got as a child then when you were kind of four, five, six, seven, well, eight years old? Well, like, at Christmas morning, I might get an apple and orange and a couple of biscuits, and I'd be down my knees to do that. And that's it? That was it. That money, no, the money wasn't there. No, you didn't get a cowboy suit or a gun with caps or anything or a holster, no? Or yeah, maybe after about 1952, 53, that came along. But people just didn't have to. People that time used to try and put away a half crown a week to try and have enough to, if you like, to have a bit of a splash out of yeah, Christmas. Yeah, they'd have a manage like, as well, wouldn't they, where they were putting it yeah, away and somebody looked after no, it. No, the average wage that time was about £8 a week at the most. Yeah. At the yeah. very most. And if you look at the places now, like, that were being built at the time, before even, where we are living on Bellevue here, that's 60-odd years ago, that's started. But you take places like Granabran or Fattenry, there were council houses. Yeah. There was probably four or five children in the family. And sometimes a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and like when people I see people today, my attitude is 
I don't know what the saying about my country. No, when I'm I'm not necessarily a stuff for any of that rubbish. No, I said, hey, hold it. We have come a long way in the last hundred years. Well, back in the day, like, what would Christmas dinner be like, for instance? Would it be a special day in that regard? I'll I'll tell you a good one. At the time, most people used to have a duck. And I remember one year ticking back in the theatre, and I saw it again on the magazine recently. There was some kind of, um, uh, uh, um, something happened to the, 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 the fold, if you like. Yeah. And there was some disease came in. So there was no, no, um, no, no duck that year. You had to sit for bacon and cabbage and look to get it. <laughs> A Christmas day. Yeah. When do you remember turkeys coming along then? I do, and it's right in the English market, and you, you had one famous family, the other one, the Dundies. They were great men, and all the talkies would be high, and you'd have to go in about three weeks before and then book your talkie, whether it was with friends to butcher or something, no matter who you were with. And if you didn't book your talkie, you were all alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the farmers would come from, in from West Cork with a whole... Uh, uh, a horse and care, no other one. Yeah, 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 and yeah. You were in the pub. You were in the pub trade for years, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Like when you look at it, like I make a laugh. I went to almost a final one time in Limerick. It was in the early final, early fifties, and I, I was late. Me sent me buddies from with me, like four or five of us. And like most of us, the other half cases, great men, and I had three pound in my pocket. Was that a lot? Well, I could get 24 points for it. It was a half crown a point. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine how much the final we had? <laughs> right, and people fuck. And like, we used to put a cape on down there and go in. It was our cast that time. Yeah, yeah. We'd watch, we'd watch the finishes. We used to call it the time to call it. And he'd be about to queue up. And it, the tree was picked. And, uh, They'd walk in front of him and they give the bio and not say the counter, he's peeing at the back. <laughs> <laughs> and when they get in the door, they'd run like hell up into the ground. The fellow on the street couldn't find you on the bio. I'm going to run away with your own. They're not with me at all. What they said, I'm with you. The poor old Colchi then got caught for the price of the entrance. Like, you see people around that time, like, you know, like, long ago, no, the public in Arvis and Sales Team since there, he's would you have done that on Stephen's Day then? There was a drink for the regulars. Oh, oh and Satan Jokey is in Fortnersley, in. Joe's that time was possibly. And the funny thing about it, there was no women served there. We were only talking about that during the week. There's a pub up in Belfast that won't serve glasses of Guinness well, and he won't I serve Coca Cola's. I have a magazine here that Guinness has brought out, was known as the Hap Magazine. And I know not, boy, he was managing the Macca Tavern. There was four or five of the pubs around the moat and the Malbred, the top hill, the whole lot. And this woman came in one day about four o'clock. You were behind the bar, was and it? She, yeah, and she called the. She said, Could you give me a pint to store? And he put her up there, no trouble at all. And she asked for a second one. And she said, Thanks very much. And she went away. 
Well, she came back about two hours later and she had four thousand for I said, I'd be quite honest with you, I'm not to get on the public in the car. I have a photograph and all that. She was doing an um, article on the pubs of Guin- that Guinness pubs in Cork at the time. Yeah. And was so she-, she asked me, like, why did I think... Uh, I said, they're a good company. I said, look at the condition of the pubs, no ultra modern. But, I said, they might have to modernise the, the drink trade. But why were publicans not serving women? I don't know but it was a custom, if you like. This snuggers used to call it that way. Yeah. So, she wrote an article, a month later, one of the, I think it was Jerry Reardon, a decent man, a beautiful man, the walk, he was one of the best men in Guinness. He turned, they came along and he said, I was a present for you, and I started laughing. As a matter of fact, I gave it into the back of tavern last night, they wouldn't last year for to have a read-off. And take it's the article. <laughs> and what I said to him was, I said, um, she said, and it don't know And it was the finest pub I ever went to. But she said, I tell it better than that. When I asked him, why did he serve me a point? She sure, said, Mrs. I could serve you a brandy as well. <laughs> what was the difference? Well, I don't know, but women weren't allowed points. They were allowed glasses or, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. a sherry in the snug or yeah. something. That was but the like, way. But like, yeah, it was, it was, they were living in the past. And was Stephen's Day a big day then, the day after Christmas, when people would pile into the pubs? Pardon? Was Stephen's Day a big day in the pubs? What would be joint and out the door? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> and like the other day, it was a tradition, right? Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like if you look, going most, a lot of pubs are around today, and if you go into them, they're, they're, all the pubs are done up beautifully for Christmas. They are. Everything. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a business. You know what I mean? Like, and people nowadays don't understand that. Like, it's the localist was known as Longo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But unfortunately, they're in big trouble there at the moment. Well, like, Noel, I wasn't in the pub for about four years. Don't get me wrong, no, I never point to be Michelle Wom. But, like, if you look at them today, like, if I walked into a, a, into a pub now, and if I had 20 euros in my pocket, I couldn't wet me be. It wouldn't you go far, sure, wouldn't it? No, you wouldn't get four pints out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get four pints of Beamish, all right, but nothing else, I'd say. Yeah, you might be okay. Yeah, And, yeah. like, the point is too terrible, sad to see Beamish's tours in, in the soap ministry, all those jobs. But, yeah, everything. I know it was, but at least Beamish itself is, is still being brewed, you know? At least we've what got, we've got Beamish and we've got Murphy, and but they seem to be doing quite well. The was injured you know? in a t- like, no, if you look at Beamish and Crawford, the most famous man I reckon that ever walked in Beamish, Bill O'Connell. That's right. Look at what he gave to us today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, would and, Bill, what, and Bill would call to all of the pubs, wouldn't he, back in the day when the reps called to take well, the orders, yeah, about That's right, all the reps, Beamish, uh, Guinnesses and Patrick's, they had six or seven or eight of them there. And I'd have to be honest with you, you know, they were all honest to God, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going down Barrack Street one day in my care. That's a long, long time ago. And there was a particular man in Muffy's brother. I won't name him. But to me, the man was the same. But he was fond of the old jail. And right at the corner of Green Street, the girls were stopping for this. And what a way looked there he was coming out of one of the pubs in Barrack Street. And I turned around and I was looking and I got out, stopped the girl and I went over and I said, we'll call him Jack. I said, Jack, for fuck's sake, don't go up the street, whatever else happens, they're above there. So I drove him out home, he was living about, about four miles from the regional hospital. 
Christ's wife came in to follow there. I couldn't take Ken off here. Go away. But what, I said, he's one of our own. But what were the guards doing? Were they stopping pedestrians? That was the first time that the law came in. They were stopping and he wanted to see if they were drunk. What? On the st- <laughs> just w- people walking, not driving cars, like... Yeah, yeah, no, they were stopping anyone putting a car coming up. Oh, All right. The they look in. I said, if, if Jack went up the road, he was gone. Oh, he was driving while drunk. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. And like, you were the point of other fellas. Look, it, it, it was a tradition. It was unbelievable if we saw people around that time. And like, you turn around, you take the early houses that time. Yeah. All around by the city hall. That's right. Yeah. There, were, there was a photograph on the paper the other night with dockers down the whole of the ship. That's right, yeah. yeah. And Freddie said to me one day, they're mother for the drink. Why, Jesus, say by the way, people, I said, I tell you, they aren't that. I said, you would only have to take 20 ton of coal out. That ship is the same as you'd be like. Yeah, there was a downside to that, though, in the sense that some of them, unfortunately, didn't go home and the wages weren't handed over. They were given to publicans instead, remember? I mean, the oh, publicans yeah, had a right. role to play in saying to guys, listen, but you've you had see, enough, bring the money home for the wife and kids. But you see, Noel, we were living in the past, in actual fact. Like, if you go back over 60 years ago, the man was the boss of the host, no matter what happened. Yeah, yeah. He came in and he threw a bob, of co- oh, he threw me a few bob on the table for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it and, but was it was ter- tough, though. It was tough trying to rear a family. Oh, just it was terrible. You know, but, it you know, ter- we look at the way things are changed now. I mean, how are you, for instance, now with, with mobile phones and the internet and laptops and Googling things well, and, and credit cards and debit cards and stuff? I wouldn't know what to even do for them. I tell you, I have a phone here and in my hand and I have a mobile phone with the family and all I know is how to turn around and turn it off. <laughs> so are you because still, you, you're still a cash man then, are you? Oh, I'm just, a, if, everything like at the moment, I have a phone in my pocket, I know how to turn around and turn it off. But you know, a lot, of old, a lot of elderly people and senior citizens are struggling with the world that we're living in now. And I know they're struggling about trying to pay bills well, and whether or not they can afford to turn off. the heating on. Yeah. You take you take Freer's Walk, Green Road, all those places. Go up to Northside, and I'm fighting at the moment. And in fairness, the man does listen to me as Johnny Baltimore. Oh, yes, and tell me that story. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Do you know, do you know if you go down Freer's Walk now, all the front doors are on the footpath. A lot and of all, them, yeah. And also, yeah, a lot of other places besides and, that. Barrick Street, Blackpool. People are living on their own. Yeah. And all it takes is just shoving the doors in. And now I discovered that there are people putting furniture up against the door at night. Really? So what I want done is I want a bear put across the door from that the guardy and those people like that could open it from the outside. But those people can put a bear down at night. And... Don't be worried about three or four o'clock in the morning. There's some knacker going around that's going to kick the door in and have them. And are you talking to Senator Buttermer about that? Because I know you also... Yeah, he does a pile of... I'm not talking politics here now at all. He does a massive amount to work quietly for people. But I also heard that there was an elderly lady who was living alone and she didn't know of the different um, payments and entitlements that she should be getting. She wasn't aware of them. Did you help her out in that regard? Well, I'll give you an instrument. Marion goes into Duns and Patrick Street a lot. And we get out pair by Muscat Pair, that's me dreaming that, and we go and buy bus now. And this girl caught me there a couple of months ago, walking inside the corner to Shallow, and I said, I want to ask you something. It's about me, mother, she's living on another one. 
That's because you got on to Senator Jerry Buttimer to put that pamphlet together for the elderly, telling them what's available. That's, do you see what's, what's on the list? This you hit the nail in the head. There's a lot of elder. I'll give you one instance of it. I met Francis Lennox a couple of months ago downtown, and he said, "I said the old here needs a knock up. Come down and see me." I went down to his place in Patrick's in St. Patrick's Key. Give me a letter for me, doctor. Went back to me, doctor. Went back to me that Friday. Now, I have a brand new pair of hearing aids for it now. <laughs> and it didn't cost me a penny. Excellent. I got a letter from the Pamphlet saying that the bill for a thousand euros was paid. Well done. Well done. And there's elderly people out there know nothing about this. In fairness to you, you're always being very positive, though, in, you know, in, in spite of the problems that we have and, uh, you know, the whole political landscape that we're living in where Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Labour and the Greens don't seem to have a clue, but you're still very positive. But, like, the one thing I said, I don't, I met me all my about 12 months ago on Pearl Street, a decent, honourable man. No, I'd be quite honest, I'm a Fingale man. And I said to him about this thing in the Civil War, and after he said, in the name of God, would put it behind you and finish with it. The country's out to moving on. He went out to be a of law. And I thanks for God, it's all over, it's done with. Yeah. Let's pray for all those that died and that. Yeah. Let's get on with our country looking after people. And if people need something, look, I give you one, is take the take our communities that are above the meals and wheels. Look at what they do for our parish. Absolutely. And many parishes. And people are knocking those people. I say, hey, hey, hold well, that. You can't do that. We were knocked for centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, prayers are going Now, imagine only for people like he, local radio. You take RTE1, what have you got? You got the late, late show, Fair City, you've killed the street. So come on. So why don't they call it Dublin One altogether? Sweet. We'll get nothing on it. Well, you put the radio on. You're still as sharp as a pin, Mossy, in fairness to you. But do you know what I mean, Noel? Can you imagine how much money has been squandered above an RT? Oh, sure, listen, don't be talking oh, to me. Oh, my Christ, that's mind-boggling. Don't be talking to me. Don't be talking you to know, me. And you see people around like that. My attitude is low. Noel, I'm grateful. I mean, he said, man, we're thrilled. We're, we're comfortable. No, of I have no second pension or anything. But, like, imagine on the 1st of January, came, we're going to get a raise of another 20 euros. And that's good, is it? Yeah, and look at all the money they gave us all along. We never heard of that before. Will you be out with the Rand boy on Stephen's Day, no? Well, unfortunately, I deliberately turned them all up. But they're all out of day now. My mother wanted to give me, I came home one time, I'd been out all day, and my mother gave me a good platter and said, Where we all about three times, but when I put four pound ten shillings on the table, I was the greatest person that ever walked in the front door of the show, let her right there. Oh my God, can you, give us a, can you give us a verse of the Rand before you go? I will, to be sure. Go ahead. The Rand, the Rand, the king of all balls. He was caught in the bushes, it seems, this day. He's not very big and he's not very small, 
but God, he is the king of them all. God bless the mistress of the house with the golden chain around her neck. And if she's sick or if she's sore, the Lord have mercy on her soul. Up with the kettles and down with the pots. <laughs> Give us our pennies and let us be off. <laughs> Marcy, happy, happy, happy Christmas to you Thank and Marion and all the family. <laughs> You're out to make my dear and all the staff inside there and everyone God else. God bless you, boy. No, Look I'm looking this. for one tiny favour off you. <laughs> yeah. Today, tomorrow at 12 noon, I've asked people already, no matter what you're doing and what you're not doing, stop for two minutes and remember our armed forces abroad and what they've done for the country. Well said, Ross. Well said, boy. We certainly will do that in midday tomorrow, Listen, remind people. You're a gentleman. Look Thanks after yourself, much. pal. Thanks Happy Christmas, Bossy. Cheers. Bye-bye. God bless. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Okay, guys, you got to be practicing your ho-ho-hos because we got the last couple of 100 euro vouchers for McCarthy's uh, Butchers, Hawks Road and Bishopstown. They're 100 euro each. You can take yourself off there, get a turkey, get a ham, get both, pick up some steaks, whatever you want. You'd spend a lot, actually. You'd get a lot with the 100 euro vouchers, but the longest ho-ho-ho. So it's ho ho, deep breath and the longest ho and whoever does it this morning wins our 100 euro voucher hopefully we'll do the same again tomorrow so get practice, practicing on that I'm expecting 30 seconds or more to be honest with you we'll see how we go with that when we open the phone lines now I want to get back to the story that Lana was just dealing with people coming home for Christmas and yesterday I was chatting on air of course with uh, Colm O'Sullivan who's at Cork Airport he was there yesterday he's there again this morning and we were chatting as people were coming through from all over the world and there's choirs beautiful musical choirs Christmas songs and all sorts of things to welcome them through uh, arrivals and then of course they're met uh, by family members here's a little snippet um, from uh, yesterday's programme it's only going to move on me. Have a listen to this. Some more arrivals home for Christmas in Cork Airport and Maeve has come all the way from Sacramento. Uncle Gavin collecting her here and Aileen as well. And uh, Gavin, she's on her own but she shouldn't have been. No, uh, so what happened was her her, her, her dad, my brother, who's from Toker originally, a uh, fireman for the last uh, 20 years in, 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 in California. He was meant to come home for two weeks with his daughter but unfortunately he got COVID and he's very sick with it. So he had to cancel his own flight, but he didn't want to let his, you know, daughter hang around uh, a COVID-stricken house for two weeks. So he he sent her on the way to Ireland uh, to be with her uh, family, you know, uh, the Browns in Cork. So we're really thrilled to have her here. Uh, she's a beautiful girl, and um, we're, we're yeah, we're, I mean, we're just we're thrilled to bits that she's with us. Oh, brilliant, Maeve. Uh, a long journey. You came from Sacramento, flew from San Francisco to London, London to Cork, and you're finally here. Yes, so excited to be here. I miss my family so much. And you're <laughs> delighted to see these guys. I'm so excited. I miss them so much. <laughs> but unfortunately, your dad couldn't make it. I know, I'm so sad, but I'll be sending him loads of pictures. Brilliant. And what are the plans now, guys, for Cork and Christmas? Yeah, so Maeve will stay in our house. Uh, we'll do the usual Cork traditions, you know, just, just enjoy the festivities, you know, uh, wake up Christmas morning, own a few presents, have the, the turkey and the ham and the gravy, uh, and the spiced beef, of course, can't forget course. that. Uh, and like that, just just visit the other relatives that we have here, and she'll visit her nan and granddad, you know, and her other cousins, and... Um, 
yeah just enjoy and relax and, uh, and how long are you here from here until January 2nd that's a nice long break yeah yeah <laughs> it's gonna be nice and relaxing and is Cork or Sacramento better at Christmas Cork obviously <laughs> obviously guys listen have a lovely Christmas in Cork welcome back to Cork Maeve and happy Christmas guys thanks for thank you very much appreciate it. you're very good excellent stuff Colin Masson is live at Cork Airport right now Colin good morning Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm good. Yesterday when we were chatting, as soon as I hung up the phone from you and I was chatting to Brenda, who was in the arrivals, waiting for her son, wasn't it? It was her son, David, and he was with his wife, um, Brenda's daughter-in-law, and their granddaughter was with them as well. And literally just as I finished chatting to you, and we have some video of all this, which we'll be putting up online uh, over the coming days as well, um, they were coming through literally as we got off the phone and the hugs and the tears (laughs) and the laughter and just the whole atmosphere of it was absolutely fantastic. And we got to chat to the guys after, so I think you have some audio of this. Uh, I have a clip of that. Let's have a listen. I just missed it. As soon as I hung up, in they came into arrivals. Have a listen to this. So Brenda, we saw them come through. We saw the the big reunion. How does it feel to be back, guys? That's great. It's been too long between drinks, do you know? It's been five <laughs> years, do you know? And we were due to come back when we all got locked down and everything. So it's really good to be back. Great. I'm just really tired at this point. <laughs> it's a long journey, hasn't it? Yeah, it sure has. Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here with everyone. How long have you been traveling for? Uh, well, we left Sydney. Well, it's, it's 25 hours in the air really and yeah it starts to you, you jam up a bit after a while you know it's sort of it's, just, it's so sedentary you're just sitting there eating uh, <laughs> I know you're back in Cork to eat for Christmas yeah, and drink, drink for Christmas and just, just absolutely destroy this beautiful body of mine uh, it's, it's generally a temple but you know I'll, I'll give it a break for a while it has now. to take a break at Christmas and, and I'm sure I'm sure Mammy Brenda has loads of uh, food and drinks ready for you oh well. everything is organised uh, everything will be yeah, we'll be eating and drinking to our heart's content. Well, how does it feel to have them back? <laughs> oh, it is lovely. It is wonderful. And the granddaughter's here? Oh, she is. She's a pet. <laughs> Guys, we're going to give you a voucher for when you're heading back. We're going to give you a voucher to spend in the loop, a 50 euro voucher to spend in the loop duty free here at oh, Cork Airport when you're heading you. back as well. All right, a little Christmas present. Oh, Goodbye. Thank you very much. Thank have you. a lovely Christmas in Cork, guys. And the same to yourself. Good luck. All the best. Do you know what I love about that? The Christmas carols that are being sang in the background column. It sounds fabulous. Yeah. And I wonder, can you hear the ones in the background here at the moment as well, Neil? Because we've got the Carrigaline men's shed right in front of me here, and they're singing jingle bells. So Rock up to them. them. Can the you get anywhere close to them? Yeah, I'm going to look up, right? They're just finishing jingle bells. They just finished the song as I walk up. There's a big round of applause here. <laughs> My timing is shocking, isn't it? <laughs> timing is awful altogether. But they're doing a great job here at the Carrigaline men's shed. We'll get some audio of that and send it into you in just a little while. Would you mind? Well. Yeah, that'd be I will, super. Of course. No yeah. problem because uh, the lads f- are here and they're, they're giving it socks and the crowd are loving them because there's a lot of people waiting for more flights to come in. We have a, a Faro flight to in from Portugal now. People are just starting to arrive. There's another Amsterdam flight shortly with loads of connecting people. There's lots of London flights all throughout the day. And from all over the world, people coming back at the court, which is great. And we met someone else this morning as well, Neil. Um, this is a girl called Quiva. She's from Fountainstown and she's working for an NGO, would you believe, over in a man in Jordan. And she was working in Lebanon before that for the previous 12 months. She's back in Cork for Christmas. Her parents were delighted to see her this morning. So I think you have some audio of that there. Have as well. a listen to that. So we're back for the busiest week of the year here again at Cork Airport. 135,000 people passing through, including this lady back from a man, I believe, is where you're coming from. Yes. <laughs> what has you over in a man of all places? Working. Okay, what are you doing over there? Uh, I'm working with an NGO. Okay, brilliant. And your parents here waiting for you. Delighted to have you back, obviously. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your first name? Quiva. Quiva. And dad over here, what's your name? Noel. 
Noel, you were saying you're living in Fountainstown. Um, delighted to have her back, obviously. Absolutely thrilled. Yeah, after six months in a man. And so she'd probably have to switch over from the Arabic now to, to, to English. So there you go. <laughs> and what are the plans for Christmas? Uh, we'll, we'll, we, we had a recent visit to Petra, so we'll have to recall Petra uh, in our visit to Jordan. And so that was brilliant. And so we'll go over all the stories with Quiva, but she's the important person, not me. <laughs> and Quiva, um, what are you looking forward to in Christmas? Uh, the Christmas swim. Swim? <laughs> <Christmas> yep. <laughs> so I suppose Fountain Sound. Do you always do a Christmas swim at Fountain Sound? Well, I don't do a Christmas swim at Fountain She does Christmas swim for the Mercy. Is yeah. this an annual tradition? Yeah. Yeah, to raise funds for the mercy. Oncology Foundation. Brilliant. And how long are you home for Quiva? I don't know. I haven't booked my flight home. <laughs> Back in Cork forever, is it? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> Just for a little while. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, we're going to give you a voucher for when you're flying back. I know you haven't booked the flight, but whenever you're flying back, we have a, we have a 50 euro voucher for you to spend in the loop when you're flying back. All right, and happy Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. Today be busier than yesterday, I suppose, and tomorrow busier than today, would you think, Colin? Yeah, it seems to be the way it's going, all right, definitely, because there's big crowds even... I'm here since before nine this morning, and uh, there was these big crowds even then for the London flights coming in earlier on, and it seems to be that way throughout the day, just chatting to Barry and Kathleen and some of the guys here from Cork Airport, and they're saying, today is non-stop. There's going to be flights arriving all day, and all those flights are full, and they're going to be packed in the airport all day today. Tomorrow, again, tomorrow they've got Santa Claus here as well, and they have more choirs throughout the week. Uh, as I said, the Carrigaline line men shed of the choir today. Yesterday, we had the Gwales going Kinsale. That's the, the, the carols you'll have heard on the earlier audio from yesterday. And uh, they have more schools tomorrow and I think Friday as well. Um, wow. And they've had schools for the last two weeks doing, doing carols and doing Love choirs it. up here. You might hear the lads in the background there just thinking Santa Claus has covered us out. Get over to them. <laughs> Hopefully, you can get a bit of that. Neil. That's super. Give me Brilliant. some more. Give me some more of that, and we give it an eight. We certainly will. We, we certainly will. But uh, it's a lovely atmosphere up here, and uh, as I said, it's just great to see all the people del- delighted to be back in Cork for Christmas, which is great. Fair play. Chat later, Colm. Thanks for everything, pal. Take care for now. Cheers, Neil. Colm O'Sullivan live at Cork Airport. It must be a wonderful thing to see those doors open and your loved ones walk through uh, and a lot of them coming home for the first time in a long time because they couldn't travel last Christmas nor indeed the Christmas before that. You know, you talk about my timing, all right? Um, After the break, something that really worked out fantastically for me yesterday, because of the time difference, I spoke to Maureen Alcorn, who's in Raleigh, North Carolina, for the last 30 years. But she's Carrigaline born and bred. And I can tell you one thing, she certainly hasn't lost her Cork accent. Anyway, um, after the break, my conversation with her, it's just a winner. Have a listen after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Hello. Hi, Maureen. Hey, how are you, Neil? This is, yes, you got it right first time. This is Neil calling you from Red FM in Cork. Happy Christmas. Thank you. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I listen to you every single day and here I am talking to you now. I'm like, can't believe it. I hear tell that you have me on when you're out for your walks. I thought it would oh, be... all the time. You say keeping you all sane, I would say driving you insane, no? 
No, no, not at all. And I hate, like, you know, when you'd have a bank holiday at home <laughs> and then I had nothing that day. I'm like, shit, there's no, sure, they're not on at all today. So you're but totally no, up to date. listening to you. And you are oh, in I Raleigh, am. North Carolina, which yes. I hear is one of the most beautiful states in America. And it is, it really is. Have you, you've never been here, but if you ever want to come visit, you come on over, give me an email, and I'll be um, happy to show you around and everything like that. You want to be very, is, you want to be nice. very careful making an offer like that because people might just <laughs> knock on your front door with a big bag of luggage and never leave. <laughs> no, no, no. As long as you've got the Barry's tea, you'll be grand. Has anything? It's, what, what, ti- what time is it there now? Is it early? It is. No, it's like uh, ten past one. Has anything arrived today? No, am I getting one? (laughs) You should. You should be receiving, according to our tracking, at some stage today, one of our paddy box hampers full of Irish and Cork goodies. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'll never forget this. This is brilliant. I just love, love it, love it. I'm so excited because you don't know what it's like. Um, I know you lived in Canada before, yeah. like, but yeah. say, like, down in North Carolina, we wouldn't have much Irish stuff. So, like, the idea now of the club milks with the <laughs> cup of tea and, like, the potato crisps and the berries oh, yeah, and the all the dairy yeah. milk chocolates and the tanora. Oh, you have no idea, like, because it tastes, the chocolate definitely tastes different. Like, it's totally. so much creamier. Yeah, yeah. And my two kids are the same. Like, they. It, you, my sister Breed and I was over last week and she came over with like stuff in the suitcase <laughs> and sure it's gone or, it's gone already and you, like you try and save it you kind of say to yourself no I'm going to save that put it away but sure it's know, gone already geez, tell me about it's it gone. when I was in Canada it was old time Irish marmalade and Denny sausages and you rationed every oh, single yeah, bit right. <laughs> oh yeah oh, it's, and it's like I know as well like the rashers here for example do you know what they're like it's like the streaky bacon at home That's it. and you know the streaky bacon is the cheaper cuts right yeah. here the streaky bacon is what you get for a rasher and sure they're terrible it's like and they're not they're dear as well it's not that they're like a cheap cut here that's what you get you know what you have been there 30 years but yet there isn't even a tinge of an American accent there Oh, I don't know. I've been told sometimes I have a bit of a twang. No. So I don't know. But no. <laughs> no. It's funny, though. Um, I guess I know you were talking the other day, like on the radio, about like where people, you know, you're asked where are you from and things like that. Yeah. I get all sorts. I get um, Australia, Germany, England, and sometimes then Ireland as well. And um, and then the funny thing is my name. I, the funniest name I ever got was um, Madrid. Madrid? They pronounce Maraid. For Maraid? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would yeah, have thought yeah, maybe yeah. Maureed <laughs> would be kind of acceptable, no. but Madrid. Oh, I get all, I get all sorts. And I'm sure it's all a bit of fun, you oh, know. No, they, no, they mean well, they and do. it's like just they want to know about you. But 30 years ago, what did you decide? Did you yep. just, I mean, that was what, in the 90s, the early 90s or whatever? Yeah, do you remember like the Donnelly visas? I do, I do. Do you remember the Don- Well, yeah. So we were in actually London at the time. My husband, my, my husband's Johnny Gall, and we were in London. And we weren't big fans of being in London, to be honest. Um, it wasn't a great time to be Irish over there. No. And no. the idea of um, America was like, geez, yes, 
let's pack and go and we were delighted with ourselves and now Caroline has been very good to us they are always very welcoming and um, it's very different in the sense you have to drive everywhere like um, you can't be walking down the road to the shop or yeah, things like that yeah, you, yeah. you have to drive everywhere do you know yeah. but and it's where, been very good to us we, yeah, so yeah so you, you went straight to North Carolina was that your first port of call yeah yeah, okay. yeah, and, 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 uh, yeah it's always been North Carolina and do you have kids as well then yeah, oh, I do, and they are mad for the chocolate just as us. Um, Rachel, her favourite is the curly whirly, <laughs> and um, so, Dylan. Actually, Dylan is a mad GA man. He is like uh, we have a GA club here in Raleigh, and um, mad for the hurling. He loves it a bit. We all know of Raleigh, North Carolina, from the song "Rock Me, Mama, Like a Wagon Wheel." That's part yes, of it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and the trucker heading to North was, Carolina. Yeah, well, you can think of me now when you're playing that another time. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning, actually, I was listening to you, and you had a lady on Melissa, and she was talking about her sister Denise O'Sullivan. Yeah, she plays for the Irish team. Right. Well, actually, Denise lives here in Raleigh. Isn't and she plays for um, a North Carolina courage team. It's like it's a small world, Isn't you know? It's a tiny world but all the same. And you know, I suppose, you like know, the internet has made it even tinier and everybody, you know, when, when you yeah, left in the yeah. early 90s, you know, you wouldn't be having Skype oh. calls or Zoom calls or chatting to me on Bluetooth oh, and things like that. Oh, there was nothing. Not at all. There was nothing at all. Not at all. But, you know, Denise, I just wanted, she is a fantastic player. You know, she... We went to see her a few times now playing for her uh, courage team and she always makes time for the fans. You know, she'll stay after the match Oh, we're very proud of her playing for the Irish women's soccer team in the yeah. World Cup. It's an incredible achievement. Oh, but I, you haven't done I bad yourself as an achievement. Though. Yeah, you're from Montanati, is it, or is it Carmel and Betsy? No, are from Montanati. Your pa- who are your pals, Carmel and Betsy? They're from the- and Bessie, yeah. you're, Car- you're uh, Carrigaline, aren't Wilson. you? You're Carrigaline. Carrigaline, true and true and true. <laughs> Hello to all the Carrigaline people. Um, but you're half of the. I wouldn't know how. I don't even know quarter of the people there now. But um, I was. Yeah, it was a great place to grow up, and I love it still to this day. I Carrigaline is always home for me. And do you get home often? Um, I do. Yeah, like uh, next time now, I'll be home. Um, will be we have a wedding in September. My niece Danielle. And a big wedding coming up in uh, September, so we'll all be home for that. So uh, the weddings over there are brilliant. Weddings here are terrible. Why are they terrible? Not good at well, all. Compare, like, compare them to me. Why? The atmosphere—it's just—and they're a bit too serious, you know. Like uh, we break out and we dance and we have a bit of fun, and you know they might think that you're kind of—it's just very different. They're reserved, are they? Personality, yeah. Yeah. Yes. They never exactly. kind of let yes. loose and have fun or have a bit of crack or no. let the hair down. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, so um, so just very different. So Carmel and Betsy are your two besties yeah. from childhood, and they're back here in Cork, are they? They are. Um, yeah, and actually they're coming over in, well, I'm meeting them in New York now in March. And um, I promised you know, and I will do this, 
I'm going to send a package home with them and they'll drop it into you then for your crowd. Bribery will get you everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to. I got to try something, Neil. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I just wish I had two or three times more hampers because awful having to disappoint people. Might see if I can up the oh, ante next year for I all here, please God. But, you know. Oh, it is great. I really, I'll never forget this and I really, really appreciate I'd be, it. It's brilliant. I'd be shocked um, if it doesn't fantastic. arrive at some stage today. So make sure you. I'm asking really? everybody to send a photograph, you know, so get the kids. You'll have some fight oh, on mean, your hands divvying that up now. That's the only problem. Sharing. Oh, I know. Yeah. I. I just, oh, gee, look. You're not going to believe this, Neil, outside the door. What? As you. It's here. <laughs> I can't believe our luck. It's here. Right now, this second. I, know, I wish now. Yes. Ah. I'm after opening the door there now. Go on, get it open it. Have a look. It's right here. Yeah, but I want to. I want to, when I do the picture. I want Dylan and Rachel and Bertie to be in the picture. Oh well, then hold, just hold on to it. I am so delighted that they arrived just I as we were talking. I can't believe now. That is mad, isn't it? Was yeah. meant to be. It was meant to be. Don't shake <laughs> it because there's. Don't shake it because there's Tanora in there and it'll explode. All right. <laughs> No eggs, no? No eggs, no. No, no. no eggs in case it got lost brilliant. in the post. Yeah, absolutely. Well, brilliant. that's some I'm stroke of luck now, isn't it? So excited. I can't believe that it's meant to be. <laughs> I can't believe be. it. I'm ripping it open now here. <laughs> oh, man, talk about Oh, luck. fabulous. Happy Christmas from everybody in the Neil Crendival show at the Croft Red FM Studios. Enjoy the treats courtesy of the Paddy Box. Legraw. Oh, Legraw is Sadness. right, Maureen. Or should I say Madrid? Oh, thank you. So, I know, yes. <laughs> Potatoes. It's all there for you. Enjoy Bally it. Mo, relish. Thank you so much, honestly. Thank you very much. And happy Christmas to everybody in Cork. And all your pals back home and family and everything. Before I let you go, will yes. you have, I know you have the yes. box and thank God it arrived as we were chatting. Will you have turkey? Yes. Will you have yes. ham? Do they do all of that there? Will you have Christmas puddings? Um, we, we're definitely having uh, the turkey and the ham. You know, the way they celebrate Thanksgiving here. Yes, yes. So sometimes the Americans will do the turkey for the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. But we always like to do the turkey and the ham for the Christmas. We I think we we had beef for um, Thanksgiving and then we all flipped it around. I'm delighted to hear that. Well, listen, um, you say your heart rate has gone up over 100 with the excitement. (laughs) I won't open it now. Wait till the gang get home, all right? Oh, I will. I'll wait. I have to, and I'll take a picture and everything. You're the greatest. Well, I feel as if I know oh, you for years. Neil. Lovely chatting you with them, R8. Happy Christmas to all the family. Look after Thank yourself. Thank you so much. And enjoy and the hamper. Come over and visit any time. Well, come I'm, over I'm, and visit if you want. I'm due, when I quit all of this crazy work that I do, I'm due to do a train trip across the southern states, right? Oh, that'd be brilliant. So at it? some stage, you'd never know, I might be heading North Carolina way, and I'll give you a bell. I have your we number now. We would definitely, absolutely, I'm not, I'm not joking now, seriously, I'm not like the Americans, oh, come visit, yeah. you come on and we'll, we'll treat you well and we'll bring you around the place. Bit of North Carolina hospitality. All right, girl, look after God, yourself. There you go. Happy All Christmas. Bye. 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 Bye.
to baby. Lines are open, text 0868-104-106. Christmas week. We're off to Boston after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Season's greetings to one and all. John Murphy is a long way from Farinree. He's over in Boston, or at least just outside it. John, good morning. Hi Neil, how you doing? Good, my man. Happy Christmas to you and all of the family. Long way from Farron Ree. Happy Christmas to you and all the gang there. Yeah, I'm here in Boston. I'm over 17 years now, I think. 2005 is when I came. 17 years. And you've never been home for Christmas? Yeah. I've never been home for Christmas. What the heck, man? Are you, in wit- are, are you in witness protection or something? What's the problem? <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. my god you got to fix that Cork City I mean you, do you get home in the summer then or something like that well would you believe I was home in October for I ran the Dublin Marathon <laughs> so, but I was home for like four days and back again I, I ran the marathon on Sunday and I flew back on Monday morning on the 11 o'clock flight back to Boston so all of those years and you haven't lost your Cork accent in fairness to you you're really minding it and looking after it Right? You only lose it if you want to lose it. And I don't want to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) You're travelling to your wife's hometown in Nova Scotia tomorrow, I think. Is that right? You're going to to Sharon's, where she was born and reared. Am I right? Well, yeah, she was reared down here, but she was born up there and they came down back in the 70s. And... um, they, her, her father built a house then they were going back up but he died suddenly in 85 or 86 so there's a house up there so yeah her family are up there her aunts and uncles and stuff Yeah. and then she has a cousin that we're very close with but he lives in a place called Sobble Beach he just retired to Sobble Beach he's from Toronto so he's coming over there as well so we're all meeting there so Sharon family farm I suppose if you want to call it that yeah that'll be so lovely like, yeah yeah, six houses on the same road. Like, they all got um, an acre of land back in the 80s from the farm, from the mother and father, like. Yeah, so you'll have a white Christmas there for sure, land, won't yeah. you? It'll be a white Christmas in Nova Scotia. Well, without well it doesn't look like that. It, it, it doesn't look like it's going to snow up there. It's kind of similar to Boston weather at the moment. And what is the weather so in Boston we, like? Well, it's cold. No, it's like, um, it, it's Fahrenheit. Like, it's about... 25 degrees Fahrenheit now. Oh, that is you know. cold. That's down yeah. in the minuses for yeah. sure it is. Yeah. So t- yeah. So yeah. tomorrow, yourself and Sharon and the two kids, I don't know when you when I say two kids, how old are Killian and Declan? 11 and 13. And you'll drive one trip, is it? Like something like 16 or 17 yeah. hours direct? It, yeah, it, it depends on how many times we stop and stuff, but it, it's... To, it's 800 miles from door to door. Oh, God You'll need a paddy box to yeah. sustain you on the way. Oh, I came in yesterday and I opened it and I was about to peer into it and I said I can't because I'm going to need that for the 800 miles. <laughs> so I took a good look and I closed the back up again and the kids were like, let's open it now, open it now. And I said, no, it's going into the car. So we'll have a photo trip. I know it's chock full of all sorts of goodies, but what do you fancy most in the paddy box? What did you really want to open? The Tanora. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I had some Tanora. It's been a long time. Can you not get any Irish stuff over there, though? No. 
Well, you can in Quincy. So the people who live in Quincy, where all the Irish are, they're spoiled. There's plenty of stuff there. But I'm about 45, 50 miles outside of Quincy in a place called Bellingham. It's a small town here, so... I never get into Quincy ever, really. Well, you don't have to because you got the, all your potato, cheese and onion, your Barry's tea and your Cadbury's chocolates and your curry sauce and, of course, your very important I, tanora to wash it all down. I sure do. And I'm going to make a potato sandwich with a slice of cheese <laughs> up there in Canada. <laughs> and do the kids know about things like tanora and potato, cheese and onion and stuff? Yeah, they know about the, the potatoes and the chocolate, but they definitely didn't know the tanora. So I said, look at this. Don't touch it. Just look at it. Because that's for me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. So thanks for getting up so early. You think you got up around five o'clock to take the call, in fairness to you. <laughs> what do you yeah, do there? I, I go out to work. And I, I'm a truck driver for a big uh, plumbing company. They're a huge uh, north. They're the biggest in the northeast called FWM. They're a fantastic uh, family company. And when you went out there 17 years ago, did you think you'd stay as long? Jeez, no, I had a two-week ticket. I had a friend over here, and I ended up staying. I met Sharon really quick then, too. I was only here about 12 months when I met Sharon, and that was it, really. The rest is history, (laughs) man. The rest is history. So who's who's back home, say, particularly up in Farnry? I have a... Three brothers and two sisters still around. My my mother just passed away two years ago in February in Ballino a nursing home. You remember what happened there? Oh dear. My mother me. was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, tragic, yeah. isn't it? The poor misfortune. Sorry yeah. to hear that, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really bad. All right, yeah. that was bad. But yeah. my father died in two thousand and fifteen, and so I have brothers and sisters, and I I think there's like sixteen grandchildren there. And can I ask you? Do you ever get homesick? I do around the holidays, all right. I do around the holidays, around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I come. I used. I used to come home a lot before COVID. When the Norwegian flights and stuff, you could get a flight for like one ninety nine, and I I'd come home. I I think I came home when the Norwegian flights were around. I think I came home four times that year. I know it was very handy, wasn't it? It was very handy. I brought like I play a lot of soccer over here and. I brought like four soccer friends with me. One was from China, one was from uh, Peru, the other was from Colombia, <laughs> and the other fellow was from Rhode Island, and the, four, the five of us came back. What did they make a cork? <laughs> they loved it. You know what they loved? Rings. You know the rings game? Yeah. <laughs> they loved it. They did brought you, two back. Two did you bring, back. What, you brought them to the local pub on the north side, was it? <laughs> The Fairfield Tavern. <laughs> for, for a rings game, I love it. I love it. There was Mike. about 25 people in there and 25 people looked back to see who was coming in and they saw a Chinese, a Colombian and a Peruvian. <laughs> rings might catch on in Colombia, so a Peru, you'd never know. <laughs> you'd Listen, never know. have a safe trip to Nova Scotia tomorrow. Drive with care. We will, we will. We're very used to it. We're very, we're, we're very used to it. We do it a lot. Well, happy Christmas to you all, and I'm delighted that the hamper box arrived on time for the trip tomorrow for sustenance. Don't forget to send us a photograph of yourself and Sharon and the two lads when you're opening the well, box. We'll send you a photograph, and we'll open it next to um, the road signs up there in, in Judic are all in Gaelic. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. Why? I think there's a, a big Scottish community up there. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Big, big, yeah, so they must have come over there back in the day and I couldn't believe when I was up there about 14 or 15 years ago I thought my wife stopped the car I could not believe the road thing or in Gaelic so something to do with the Scots Okay, well when you arrive in Judique take the pick then with the hamper I, I, I will I will of course I definitely will Safe trip my I man and happy Christmas to you John look after yourself Thanks again I can't wait to open up that box on the road so I'll keep me I'm the driver so I'll keep me alive with all the Don't be <laughs> selfish now make sure that Killian and Declan and Sharon get to share hear me We'll see we'll see Happy Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas and thanks again Very good thank you so much Silky smooth, bring Crosby and White Christmas. It's the day of the winter solstice today. It's an important day. Actually, today is uh, a lot of other days besides the winter solstice. It is also uh, National French Fried Shrimp Day. It is also National Short Story Day. But most importantly, it is also International Don't Make Your Bed Day. Today's the excuse just to get out of bed and leave it as it is till tomorrow. But as I say, December 21st, the winter solstice. And witches gathered in Yall early this morning uh, to commemorate and to celebrate the solstice. It's an important day because it pretty much is the day that we mark when, among other things, the days get longer. And that's a wonderful thing, even just saying that, you know, because you know that the seasons are changing and turning. But I was curious to see what went on in Yall this morning. And one of the witches who gathered in Yall was Yvonne Lawton. Yvonne, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Good. And I heard you had a good turnout. What did you do? And why was it an we important an, day? An absolutely great turnout. It was amazing. Uh, we welcomed in the new sun. So from here on in, the days will get longer. Probably we won't see that change till maybe the, the middle of January. But with it brings hope and it brings inspiration and it brings all of those uh, things for us. Um, because obviously we crave the light, we crave the longer days. But, now the significance um, of the fire this morning, um, and and the you know, like, you were using the fire to remember the, the those who have passed, but also to get rid of things in our lives. Talk to me about that that we no longer want nor need. What was that about? So, uh, as we gathered this morning, we um, obviously we uh, there were things that you no longer want in your life. So basically, we put them into the fire. So we put them on, um, so we had a stick in our hand and we kind of put our intentions in, into the stick. Yeah. And then we put the stick into the fire and we offered it up to the fire. Uh, and the smoke trans- took it up to, the, to our beloved ones and then they transformed it into whatever it was that we needed. And forgive me, but are, are a lot of these based on pagan rituals? Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, a lot of these are based on pagan rituals. The only thing is that we really don't know how our ancestors celebrated the winter solstice. We do know it was very important to them because obviously even in Cork, in down in West Cork, we have Drumbeg, which is aligned to the sunset. Um, on the winter solstice, we have Newgrange, which is aligned to the sunrise. And I believe there would have been solstice. some kind of ce- celebration and commemoration this there morning, was. certainly in Newgrange, wasn't there? Oh, yes, there was, yes. And I, I'm sure in Drumbeg this afternoon, yeah. as the sun sets, there's going to be celebrations there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how many, to- I mean, do you, do you dress specially for this? And how, and how many people were there? 
there was about we worked with the active retirement group in Yall, yeah, which are an amazing group. So in total, like I said, there was between fifty and sixty of us on the beach welcoming in the new sun as it rose. And uh, as, as a practicing witch, uh, like how how do you live your life? Uh, we live our life um, as close to nature as we possibly can. Right. We respect the land that's around us. We respect nature. Um, obviously, we have our good and bad days as well. But we live as closely to the land as possible, and we respect all the seasons, uh, the ever-changing seasons, uh, with the wheel of the year. So we just finished the big um, Halloween festival in Yall as well, where we celebrated Samhain. And the so significance of the, the bay leaf, I'm interested in this because we have a bay leaf at home and, and we light it from time to time. What's the significance of that? So the bay leaf is uh, supposed to be for your wishes. So you put your wishes into the bay leaf and you put it into the fire and again the smoke uh, is taken up to those that are in the spirit world and they help your wishes come true. And so you give that to the fire, yeah. And have you, has that worked for you with regards to, you know, things that you no longer wish or issues in your life that you want yeah. to leave behind or, or things that you're craving? D- does it happen? Of course it does, because everything is set in intention. Even lighting a candle for somebody who has crossed over, it's all about intention. So we don't realise how powerful we are. And each of us is very powerful mm. in our own right. And too often we give our power away to other people instead of, um, seeing the power that lies within us. So by doing these things, we um, are setting our intention. And um, it's fantastic, you know, to be able to do that on the beach with so many amazing people Excellent. and drive the energy behind us. Um, and, and you look around then and you just see uh, who's standing in the circle. And it's just absolutely amazing. And just finally, you must have got a gorgeous. Were you there for the sunrise? Was it a beautiful morning? Yeah, we went down there at 7 o'clock. It was absolutely beautiful morning. We couldn't have picked a better morning uh, if we tried. There, was, um, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Uh, the tide was low, and as the sun came up, it reflected onto the water um, and down in the beach. Beautiful. And we had one of the, the witches was drumming as the sun was coming up. So Beautiful. you can imagine, you've got the fire lit, you've got the smell of the fire, you've got the smell of the river, you have all of this amazing nature around us, and you have one of the witches just doing the drumming, paying respect. And also doing something that thousands of years ago would have been perfectly normal and acceptable and happening of all of the time. So a day exactly. of hope and inspiration. Happy That's winter it. solstice day to you, Yvonne. And the same to you, and thank you for the call. Look after we yourself. Lovely chat. All right, Jenny. All right, take care. Hands are open. Text 0868104106. Yvonne Lawton, the witches of y'all. Back after 11. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Talking about Christmas swims, swims even in Fountainstown and also down Myrtleville Way on Christmas morning uh, Kilmick Simon Swimming and Rowing Club were in touch they're doing a charity Christmas swim uh, on Christmas morning at 11 on Gary Lucas Beach in Kinsale uh, and also there's a swim in Cool Main Beach in Kilbritton 
at 11 o'clock on Christmas morning. Uh, and all of those swims are clearly being done for charity. So good luck to everybody involved in that. Colm O'Sullivan is at Cork Airport welcoming people back home again for Christmas. And I was chatting with him a little earlier on. And as people come in, of course, they're meeting family and friends and they're being reunited for Christmas. But the atmosphere at Cork Airport is amazing. And every day they've got different choirs and different carol singers. And when I was chatting with Colm, in the background, Carrigaline Men's Shed were doing their thing. So I asked them to send me a little snippet of their stuff. Here's about 60 seconds of what they were offering to everybody at Cork Airport this morning. Airport this morning. Keep it Cork, lads. Talking about keeping it Cork. After the break, uh, Julie's in studio. Julie Hayes from uh, Twins and Me. Talking about our Santa visits. We sent her off with the Smallies. Check in on Santa Claus and all the different experiences that could be had. More on that after these. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. You all know Julie Haynes. She's got her own Instagram, Twins and Me. She's on TikTok. She's uh, got millions and millions of people following her. So I um, looped her in there a couple of weeks ago, as the Yanks would say. Looped her in. See if she'd take the kids out and visit a few Santa Clauses. And she joins me in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank and you for of course, Fionn and Aaron Rose were only too happy to oblige. Oh, sure, they were absolutely thrilled going to see all the Santas. Thank you so much. Now, where did you go? So, we went to John's and Patrick Street. We went to Fota House. We went to the railway village down in Clon. For the Polar Express. The Polar Express, that's the one. And we also went to Leahy's Open Farm. Okay, now we have some audio from a few of those. But how was Dunn's and how was Photo? Did you enjoy it? I loved them all and they're all so different. Yeah, well, the Dunn's would be, wouldn't it? Because, you know, we know of department stores mm. and shopping malls. So that was kind of like a department store shopping mall experience, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was up on the third floor. And um, what I loved about Dunn's was the photographs. So there was a man in there and I think in the end of our visit we had nearly 40 photographs <laughs> and like all of them were gorgeous but I loved the natural ones. You know when you go bring your kids to see Santa and there's a family of us and we're getting a picture taken. There's either one of them with their eyes closed or one picking their nose or one, one smile. Looking. Yeah, exactly. Or crying. Or crying <laughs> or like just looking in Santa with no. But the natural photographs, I can't even explain to you how gorgeous those how photographs How much was the Dunn's visit and the photograph then? Do you remember? 
Um, I can't remember now. That was a couple of weeks ago, but they were gorgeous. And how does the photograph work? Do they send a digital copy of it to you? No, so what they'd done, I think at the end of our visit, we'd 40 photographs from the Dunn's visit. So we went out and the lady had it on um, like a memory stick. Go away. And she was just scrolling through all the photos on a computer. And I was able to pick then which one I loved. And I just loved the ones where... Fiona and Aaron Rose weren't looking at the camera they were just looking at Santa and you know what it was like just looking at magic in their eyes it was really really and natural and the gifts what were they like um, they were brilliant what did they get I think Aaron Rose got a like, little dolly in a book and Fionn got like a, a figurine thing or something <laughs> a figurine, like, a figurine thing or something. Yeah, like some superman I, I was he know. happy with it though oh thrilled the presents were absolutely brilliant Yeah. and, and photo is it indoors or outdoors or what's it, it's the a bit of both it's like you're kind of walking around oh photo sorry photo was the house I never heard of this before. So you go into Photo House. Had you ever been to Photo House? I've never been Must to Photo House. Must have blown your mind. It was absolutely brilliant. That was all inside. And how I'd explain that was, it was like... Um, it was like a little show they've kind of put on a performance for us so the first room you go into it's the elves workshop so they were just saying to the kids oh my god like we're very behind on you know making the we presents. need your help we need your help it was a great performance all the kids had to get up and help all the elves it was brilliant and then after that we went into another room where the elves sleep we went into the elves bedrooms again it was another kind of a performance in there put on and we were singing and dancing it was very good and the kids spoiled now for choice really I mean oh, can you recall visiting Santa yourself when you were smaller I think my was it not more simpler oh no my mum and dad used to bring me down to the local pub <laughs> <laughs> a Santa was pulled from somewhere dressed up and I was given a half cut yeah Raza and a bag of crisps in the corner that's what I got you know were you, were you scarred for life <laughs> But they were the best day. Eh? They're brilliant. Like looking back, like we were just down in our local bar. You know, <laughs> happy days. Happy let's days let's do some audio then. This is okay. the visit to uh, Leahy's, right? So tell me about this. Tee this up for me. What 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 can we expect? Oh, it was just it was brilliant, especially for kids that love animals and like outdoors. It was really really good. So this is the experience through the eyes of the twins. But how do you? How did you feel? I mean, do, does it carry you back to your childhood as well? Going through all of this? Yeah, do you know what? It's completely different as a parent. It really is. I know a lot of people say that, but I was just, I didn't care about the Santa or anything else. I was just staring at the kids because it's the magic in their eyes is uh, just, it blow you away. Let's have a listen. Are you excited? Okay, here. Oh, bring up Can I see? Stand under the light. Is that Aaron Rose? My goodness. And Fionn! Would you look? The 12 months makes an awful difference. A huge difference. Take it very tall. Elsa, would you look? Oh my, God, my so goodness. So and you're looking so beautiful. Are you having a little photograph with Santa? Will we? I'm like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Set yourselves down and we'll have the little chat stain. Okay. Now, what am I going to bring? Who's going to go first? Fionn, you're the man of the house. I'd say he's the man of the house. The man of the house. The man of the house. Now, tell me, what am I going to bring? Have you your mind made up or is it a work in progress? No, he, I think he has his mind made up. You have up. your mind made up, good boy. What'll it be? I want a Ryan's World Robot and Lego. A, a, a what? A Ryan's World Robot. A Ryan's? Oh, we have him. Don't worry. And what else? Lego. 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 You can't go wrong with the Lego. And what else? 
and bullets. Bullets? 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 Yeah. Okay, well, can we manage the weekend? <laughs> and a surprise? They're the best. You just love the surprises. <laughs> the surprises are the best ones. Are you happy with that? Now, what about him, Rose? What would you like? Show um, me. What? Will I hold your hand now? Because you're lovely and warm. Because when you get to my age, the bones does kind of get be cold. <laughs> now, what'll I bring? Um, I'm having a ca- camper van. A camper van? And, and a no, bab- a chimney or is it the magic? We uh, have the chimney The chimney. Yeah. There could be a bit of trouble getting the camper van down the, the chimney ch- because last year, did you, did you get it cleaned at all? You didn't. We didn't get it cleaned You'll have all. to spend the 50 euros. Okay. You'll have to spend the 50 euros to get it cleaned. Okay. Because will you be my wing woman? Will you make sure that it's nice and clean to get the camper van down the chimney? Will you do that? And what else? And I'm getting... Um, an aeroplane Barbie. An aeroplane Barbie. Yeah. We'll manage that too. And throw in the surprise. And... Go for it. This is my goodie, you know, because I'm half different this one. And a mermaid. And a mermaid. That's a lovely selection, now. But come here, you'll have to do something for me as well. Will you leave out something nice for Santa? Because you get nothing for nothing in this world. Exactly. You'll find as you get older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this, will you leave out something? Will you leave out? What are you going to leave out? Cookies. Good boy, I love them. And but milk. Come here, I, I'm going to add into the meat pies. And for you in this tower. Good boy, but you'll have to leave more than one now because we have a good few ranges. You'll have to get a little bag of washed carrots. <laughs> yeah. Because they're gone very fussy. Okay. The little bag of washed carrots. <laughs> so now, before you go, we're going to have a group hug. Yeah. A group hug. Elsa is going oh, to even come in. You, You're going to come in for the group hug. Ready? Come on in now. Could be like a monster scrum. Oh, hey, hey, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Boy, these two boys and girls. What are your names? Fiona and Alex. Well, do you want to sit down here and get a photograph with me? Have you a camera there? You'd I like do. To take a photograph. Do you know who this lady is, guys? Mrs. Claus. You know Mrs. Claus. Look at this girl with her lovely red dress and your lovely. Oh, you have a lovely Santa hat. That's like Santa's hat, isn't it? No, but you know what's in here? Bet you could eat one of these. What is it? Coins. Coins. Can you eat gold. those coins? Yeah, but you have to take off the gold. It's only pretend gold, isn't it? I think one or two might be enough because they'd be oh, no. melting in your hands. Can I put some back now? Oh, oh we no. have to keep some for the other children. Hello there. Now, I don't usually work here on my own. I usually have my helper. Her name is Sleepy. But of course, you can tell by the name, she's asleep somewhere, and I'm just wondering if you could find her for me. Huh? Will you have a look around? Sleepy? Sleepy? Oh my goodness, how are we going to wake her up? Maybe a bucket of ice cold water over the top of her head. What do you think? Yeah. Or would that be very cruel because it's so cold outside at the moment? Maybe we could all shout together. We could all shout, wake up sleeping. We could say one, two, three. So I'll say one, two, three, and we'll say wake up sleeping. All right? One, two, three. Wake up sleeping! Not a budge out of her. Will we go again? One, two, three. Wake up sleeping! Come here to me. 
Did you meet Mrs. Claus? And what did you do with Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Mrs. Claus is very busy and she's above and she listens to Red FM every day. Oh. <laughs> she loves Red FM and that fella, that fella, oh, wait till I think of his name, Prendable. Neil. Yeah, I remember him when he was only that height. I remember bringing him a microphone one year. <laughs> a microphone. Sure, he did well for himself. He did? He did well for himself. Isn't Santa Claus the mightiest man all the time? <laughs> he was he? just brilliant. He's a brilliant Santa, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he sure oh. remembered you anyway. Oh, my God. And Julie Haynes, Robin, Mrs. Claus, chocolates. <laughs> a handful of uh, chocolates was put into the pocket. Oh, how old are the twins? They're five since October. So they must have been mesmerised oh, down there. Mesmer- and butter wouldn't melt <laughs> with them. What were the gifts like? Were they good? They were brilliant in photo. I think that actually in photo they were able to pick them out themselves. So like that we went into the, like, the elves workshop and there was a load of presents then and they picked out whichever... Whichever they well, that audio was Leahy's farm, so was the gift there? Oh, that good? was sorry, that yeah. was Leahy's. Sorry, yeah, Leahy's. So they yeah, could yeah. pick their own, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of them were actually like that this year, which was very good, yeah. I was just looking at the prices. Um, Duns was six euro per adult for you to go in, 13 yeah. euro per child, and the photos were 16 euro for the first one, so you know, it was you know, pr- pricey enough for a photograph, but that's the way it is. Leahy's then was um, 26.50 for a child, 9 euro for the photograph. But it's a big experience though, isn't it's it? It's huge. I like literally... Like and mammy or daddy can't go in for free. They have to pay as well. We have to pay as well. And like we spent the whole afternoon there because Lee's farm is huge. Oh, of course. It's not it, in, out, get done and out. It's not a ha- half an hour thing. You're there for... We were there for hours and hours. We were there for the whole and afternoon. And the interaction with the elves there and trying to wake sleepy, that's oh, a lot of fun. It was brilliant. And again, down, in, uh, down there as well, they had to help make the toys. You know, so there was a lot of things for them to do yeah. and besides all that there was animals there then as well which my Erin Rose loves so she was able to go see the animals there was just a whole lot of things was it to easy there. to drag them away no. bring them home no bribe I had to bribe <laughs> sure like Santa's over there now Santa's watching quick <laughs> I don't know what I'll do in January and I'm delighted to find out that I'm not on the naughty list anyway <laughs> yeah. not down at Leahy's That's farm so from there then way down west you went down to Clon yeah. um, that must have been incredible because you know all year round it's fabulous down there but they adapt everything for Christmas don't they yeah and I actually never knew this either so we went down there and my Fiona would love cars and train transport so we first went on like um, a train it was like a a train with wheels and yeah. we kind of went around the village yeah. brilliant and then we got off that's that. the model railway the, village yeah, it yeah it was brilliant and it was really cold as well that evening so it was quite frost it was gorgeous and then to meet Santa and a couple of the elves we went on um, different carriages so you're on the carriage and the elves would come over and they'd have the chats with Fiona and Aaron Rose and then they'd leave and Santa would come but it's all on different carriages yeah, they call it the Polar Express the Polar right? Express really good let's have a listen what are you so excited for? A Oh, I think you can do better than that. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Yes. Yes. Do you know the only way we can move this train is if we all believe in Christmas? Do you all believe in Christmas? Yes. Okay, then let's give the train a big push, okay? okay. One, two, three. Okay. There is so much magic in here. Oh, the my train God. moved by itself. Oh, no. 
trying to stop again. No, I promise not this time. Then what could have been? <gasps> Jingles, I know what you're on. Look, it's a family in the other carriage. Uh-oh. I don't think they have any Christmas spirit at all. <laughs> and they're looking extra guilty. Unless we have someone here volunteer as a head elf. Would someone like to volunteer as an elf? And the only way to keep up that Christmas cheer is if you all sing Christmas songs. to ride a one horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We made it back to the station. Now, we're about to meet some of our best friends here at the Polar Express. Are you ready? Have any of you guys been on the Polar Express before? Oh, well, I love it when people join us on board. For those of you who don't know who I am, let me introduce myself. My name is Lily, and I am the choo-choo train conductor here at the Polar Express. My trusty sidekick, Marzipan the Elf. Oh, I have really bad news. Really bad news? Well, I was talking with my friends over there, and they told me that Santa said that we're after running out of reindeer food. Well, you know what, Marzipan? you see, there's a whole heap of help right here in front of us. Where? Uh, uh, right here, Miss Where? Where's the pad? Oh, you get the kids on you. Of course I made the kids. Starting over here, stick with your families, okay? I'll hold the door and you guys can follow Marzipan inside the carriage. All aboard, everyone. All aboard the train. Wow. Jolly oats over here. Some jolly oats over there, guys. Give it a good mix now. Mix it up. Mix it up real well. What did you make? Uh, reindeer feet. Wow. The red nose reindeer. And a very shiny nose. We're just leaving one carriage now. We're getting on to our second carriage to meet the big man himself. Could you see? This is Claus. This is Where are we? Ah, uh, the train. Santa, 
we're just now in a building, the Elf Workshop, and all the boys and girls can pick out a present. There's loads of toys and cuddly toys to choose oh from. Goodness, guys! <gasps> Santa told me you're both on the goodness this year! Well done! Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love about that. <laughs> nice way to finish. I love it. Those elves are brilliant, aren't they? Oh. The interaction. They really get involved, don't they? Ah. Absolutely brilliant. Every single one of the elves we met over the couple of weeks was brilliant. Oh so God. good. So, so good. the twins will be saying to you, we'll do the same thing again next year, ma'am. <laughs> I know. I'm exhausted from it. Wrecked from all the Santas, but so good. Uh, now, that was Clan, of course, where the yeah. kids are 22 euro and the photos are tenor and they get to pick whatever gift they want themselves. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to pick one of them, which one would you pick? Now, I did love all of them for our different reasons, but if I had to pick one... I think it would be Lee's. Why? I, I mean, I loved Santi. He was fantastic. Brilliant. But it was just, we got hours upon hours down there. It was really, really good. There was just so much to do down there. And they book out, don't they? Oh, I mean, like, if you're solid. not in early, you won't get a spot. Yeah, like, book out solid. But um, they were very, very good. It was brilliant down there. I'm delighted. I'm Thank delighted. So it worked out exactly as I hoped it would <laughs> yeah, be. Same. And I'm delighted that you got to experience it through the eyes of your children. Christmas yeah. Day is going to be special, won't it? Oh. Still, like, they try and get them to bed early and trying to keep them in bed so Santa Claus can come. Yeah, and every morning, it's how many more sleeps now, Mom? How many, how many more sleeps? I'm just looking forward to those elves going back with Santa. <laughs> They're breaking my heart. Oh my God, it's lovely. It's fantastic. And Christmas Day, have you anything planned? So we'll stay in my house for Christmas Day and my mum and my brother Sean will come down to me just because with the toys and stuff, it'll be very hard to go anywhere else. So um, they'll come down and I'm hoping my mum will cook. Are you no good? No, 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 no. Do you want to give her one of my turkey pop-up widgets? that, yeah, definitely. Stick it in the breast of the turkey. Happy it'll, Christmas, mum. It won't be. <laughs> What's your mum's name? Paula. Paula, I have a turkey widget for you. Take the pain out of undercooking or burning the turkey. Don't forget the carrots now. Oh, and the milk. Them. Yeah. We and you, you might have heard that Santa Claus likes mince pies. Over, yeah. A, a glass of wine as well, I think. <laughs> Drink driving with the elves and everything. Listen, thank you so much for getting on board on this, Julie. It's a pleasure. It was fantastic fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Neil. Happy Christmas, happy everyone. Happy Christmas to you and all of the family. And a special big happy Christmas uh, to the twins. Tell them thank you so much for me. I will, of course. Thank Cheers. you. Ali Jones walking in the air. Season's greetings to one and all. And thank you to everybody who's reaching out also uh, expressing their own Christmas wishes and gifts. Uh, sorry, not gifts. Oh, yeah, absolutely gifts as well uh, to the programme. Uh, I got a lovely gift in. You know, sometimes uh, things that are from the heart make a huge difference. And the great Dave McGrath, who's been a regular contributor to the show for many years now, he says, David McGrath, I'm the longest serving listener since Neil's early days in ERI and that wasn't there yesterday and he's wishing us happy birthday and he sent me two lovely little boxes from little tubs from Shandon Sweets one is clove rocks and the other is cough drops which I love both in fact one with the other at the same time is just an absolute delight so thank you for that David and happy Christmas to you now can I just clarify something I know people were sharing and sending me supposedly videos that have been doing the rounds of a bar brawl and unfortunately a lot of people were saying that it was a bar brawl in the Harp Bar in Balafihan um, and then it's also been saying that it was attributed to Carry On Down in Rathkeel but it was claimed that the video was recorded on Monday afternoon around lunchtime um, and 
and we got in touch with the Harp Bar and Anya Murphy um, and she sent pictures of the interior of her bar yesterday, the hot bar, and it was perfect. It wasn't the hot bar. It would appear that all you need is one person to start this and before you know it, everybody's off on a run. You know, the big brawl in Cork and the hot bar and stuff like that. It was all a load of nonsense. Apparently the video can be traced back to the UK uh, and she just wanted to clarify that it wasn't the hot bar. We also even checked in with Angarda Shikona We've clarified with the Gardaí that there was no incident in Cork that took place. Certainly not like that anyway, but definitely nothing in the Harp Bar. So happy to clarify that on their behalf. Meanwhile, lines are open 0818-104-106. We're looking for Cork's longest hoe. Now, people don't believe me, but even during an ad break earlier on, I did a 45-second hoe. I'm kind of wrecked from it, right? I'm not expecting anybody to get 45 seconds, but if you do... I'd be well impressed. So Cork's longest hoe, please. I'll be putting a stopwatch on you. Uh, we will take uh, maybe two callers now and then two callers just before quitting time. Whoever does the longest ho 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 and so on wins today's voucher, a hundred euro voucher from McCarthy's Family Butchers. You can spend it on turkeys and hams and spiced beef and steaks and burgers and chicken or whatever you want. So pick up the phone if you want to give it a go. Cork's longest ho, 0818-104-106. Go for it. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 0818-104-106. All righty, Cork's longest ho, ho. Whoever does it gets a 100 euro voucher for McCarthy's Family Butchers, Hawks Road in Bishopstown. Des McGarvey's first up in McCroom. Good morning. Morning. I have a clock on you here now, right? So here's the deal. It's the two short hoes, deep breath, and then the long hoe. Okay? Are you ready? Go for it, man. Okay, I will. And your clock starts now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. He's gone. Keep the phone away when you're doing it. I'm going to say, I might try him again in a few seconds. Hey, Morris. Hi, Neil. How are you? Where are you? Jacob's Island. Jacob's Island. All right. Keep it away from you, right? Because otherwise I'll lose okay. the audio. So keep the phone away from you as soon as we start. So ho, ho, and then the long ho. Start with the two short ones and I'll start the clock. Off you go. Ho, ho. Ho. Ho, ho, ho. Gone. <laughs> you're gone at 14 you're gone at 14 seconds <laughs> oh well hang it's it, hang all it. the sea air Neil what it's all the sea air <laughs> it, what it is is it wasn't a deep enough breath that's what it was hang yeah. on there though we'll see how Gillian Cook gets on a mallow Gillian hello a massive deep breath okay all you gotta beat okay. is 14 seconds mind you Christy is okay. down in Glamour he might beat you he doubts my claim actually of 45 seconds more on that in a minute so a reset for you two short hoes okay. and then the long one are you ready I'm ready keep the phone away from you now and off you go on your own time oh oh What's wrong with you people? That was only 11 seconds. Oh, God. 
What the heck? Geen idee. What? That's not the same playbook for it. Surely, God, we can do better than 11 seconds. It's looking good for you there, Morris, at 14 seconds, it seems. I'm doing all right. You're doing all right. Christy's in Glamour. Christy. Hi, Neil. How are you? All right, my man. You don't believe I can do 45 seconds, though? I didn't hear you, so as you will see. Let me see what you can do. You've only got 14 seconds to beat. I'm mortified, guys. We need much longer than that. Two short holes and a long one when you're ready. Okay, Neil. Ho, ho, ho! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, it was only 24 seconds, but it's nearly twice as long as as poor old Morris did in Jacob's on. Sorry, Morris. Try tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Neil. Bye, bye. You're right, Christy. You're not going to have a banger on me, no? I I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, take a few deep breaths. Well done. Well Thanks, done. Right. So tomorrow we've got to beat for 24 seconds, guys. So a lot of practice. There's a hundred euro voucher in it for you, Christy. You can go and spend it or whatever you want. And McCarthy's Family Butchers, Hawks Road, and Bishopstown. All right. Thanks, Neil. Thanks a million. <laughs> it's good luck. Okay, so that's 24 seconds. Tomorrow I'm expecting a lot longer than 24 seconds. And when I get my breath back tomorrow, I might even give a go at the 45 second or myself. Okay, time's against me. Uh, but you know what? I know everybody has them. They're in place now. And I'm talking about Christmas trees. And I'm talking about real Christmas trees as opposed to the Makia ones. More and more people are going for the Makia fake trees. And that's fine. You know, you don't have the pine needles to deal with. You're not tip topping up the tree with water and seven up. And you don't have to get rid of it after Christmas. But the smell of the tree is just one of those wonderful Christmas traditions. So, Kevin, on a bitterly cold afternoon, recently headed uh, to Hanley's Garden Centre to meet those picking up their trees. Can I just give one word of advice? Don't, what I, don't do what I did. Don't buy a Christmas tree in the dark. Uh, hi, I'm Killian from Hanley's. Five years I'm here. Um, I enjoy doing the Christmas trees every year. Obviously, I'm up in the shop most of the time, but by the time the trees come around, I'm out doing them, and I'm happy to do them as well. Yeah. What is it about them that's, that kind of gives you such a um, kick? I don't know. You see people getting a kick out of getting their Christmas tree, and, you know, it just kind of brings a bit of joy to everyone when they get the proper tree and the kids are running around the gaff in the hole, let you know. We love the smell. We love picking it out every year. The cat loves it. And we love cleaning up at the end as well. <laughs> Is the cleaning up your favourite part? No. <laughs> What's your favourite part of having the tree? Uh, decoration. decoration. And the joy just seeing it up there when I come home from school. It gets really cosy, doesn't it? And yeah. trees always fall on me. <laughs> a tree just fell on me now, and then last year tree, the tree fell on us. Oh my God, we'll have to keep you out of the house so for Christmas. No. <laughs> Everyone dancing merrily. Uh, I love the smell. I love everything. It just reminds me of Christmas from when, when we were kids as well. Yeah, I just, I think it's just once a year you go get a tree with the kids and pick it out together. Yeah. Um, what were you looking for? Uh, just one that will fit into our sitting room, not too high. <laughs> we'll take all our decorations. Um, 
yeah, just anyone that just smells lovely. Do you know what they smell? They're gorgeous here. We've been coming here for a few years now, so we always get our tree in handies. And uh, I see his, his dear husband's tying it up there at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it goes up tonight now, and yeah, and the kids, are you going to help us? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you're looking for one, is there something that you're looking for in particular? Um, a fluffy one, so it's not too bare on the top. Okay, not too bare in the top. Yeah. Okay, but the uh, but enough space so that the cat doesn't get at it. He's gonna be up the He's tree anyway. <laughs> so what what makes a good Christmas tree? Um, I suppose full all the way up. I don't know. Like everyone has their own kind of prefer preference, like so. Um, other than that, each their own, really. Like, and uh, what like uh, what are the biggest ones you have here? What's the biggest tree you have in Stockton? Um, we've had there was a five or six, I think, fourteen foot trees, which a few companies took. Um, <laughs> You're looking then about seven, eight, nine, ten foot. It kind of varies, really. Like, yeah, no, we love it. It's kind of a thing we do. Two weeks or so before Christmas, pick the real tree, and then it's just like the rest of the evening. I will be spent putting decorations up and <laughs> the kids putting them all on the bottom because they can't reach up high. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun. You yeah, know, it's just, it, it's just memories as well for the kids. Like, that, and the that's it. Yeah, that, and that's what Christmas is all about. And I suppose it's about like the traditions as well, where. You know, like, is it always this kind of the same time of year you do it? And is this kind of the marking now of yeah. your Christmas? Yeah, it is. We, like, we put some decorations up last year, last week, but yeah. the trees this week, and that really is kind of like when everything is up. You know, it really feels kind of very festive. How often has the Christmas tree afforded me the greatest glee? Ones where aren't delicate had to go the the ones where are delicate had to go on the top and the, the one, decorations. Yeah. yeah, and the ones where aren't can go on the bottom for any to our cat to destroy. Oh, what's your cat's name? A Sharon. Brilliant. He's a ginger cat. Yeah, of course, of course. Is he musical? Yes. No, yeah, when you, when you, especially when you step in his tail. I'd yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just, I just love it. I just think it's something. It's 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 just something about the smell of it. Just. It's just beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and let the kids me... love it as well. They like helping with the decorations. So yeah, that's what we're going to do now yeah. for the evening. Best part is probably people's reactions. Yeah. Um, they're just delighted with their tree, like you know. And it's normally a family thing as well. The whole family will come in. They'll be delighted to pick out their tree, and they're appreciative of you getting it for them as well, like yeah. you know. I love it. Picking out the Christmas tree. Back after the break, just before that, uh, we had uh, the programme's uh, Christmas get-together in Clancy's on Monday night. It was a fabulous night, and they had musician after musician and group after group. It was fabulous. But on the stage at one time was a seriously talented cork man by the name of James O'Sullivan who was playing. So we asked him to come in and play us out today, and he's going to do that after the break. Text in WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Cork's Red FM. Christmas, we're cutting down trees, putting up reindeer, singing songs of joy and peace. So I wish I had a river that I could skate away on. But you know that it don't snow here, it stays pretty green. Gonna make a lot of money. 
And I'm gonna quit this crazy scene Oh, I wish I had a river That I could skate away on Oh, I wish I had a river so long I could teach my feet to fly Oh, I wish I had a river That I could skate away on Try to help me Put me at ease You loved me so naughty Made me weak in the knees Oh, I wish I had a river That I could skate away on But I'm so hard to handle Selfish and I'm sad I've gone and lost the best baby That I ever had I wish I had a river that I could skate away on Oh, I wish I had a river that I could skate away on Johnny Mitchell, right? Johnny Mitchell. Man, you're a bit young for Johnny Mitchell, fairness to you. Me, no, stay where you are, I'm just swapping out the mics there because one of those mics is completely naff, so if we just use that, lose that one and get another one. Thanks for coming in, James. You're, this is full-time for you. We saw you in Clancy's, but you're playing everywhere. Full-time at the moment, yeah. Um, it's great. Um, party bands are doing lots of good work for, um, for, for musicians around the place, so Dwyer's, JJ Walsh is the new spot there on all the Plunkett Street, Clancy's, this there seem to be work for everybody if you've yeah, got the talent great. these it's days. really, really good at the moment. Because all you got to have is a few who started and then all the other pubs and super pubs and everybody else wants to have a bit of that. Exactly, exactly. So where, where, where can we hear live music, like for instance? You can hear live music everywhere, literally these days, especially running up to Christmas. Um, Dwyer's, Costigan's, Clancy's and JJ Walsh's in particular are really, really good. I guess the Oliver Plunkett as well, stuff like that. Um, but the place is so busy, you know. Pubs are so busy all the time. Because when we just, were in there, sense. three different acts came on. There was a great trad yeah. act. Then you yeah. came on. I didn't get the third one because I'd gone home. But like, it's great. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same everywhere at the moment. It's great because the places are full. It just makes sense for the bars to have music all the Absolutely. Time. So where are you playing today, tomorrow, and Christmas Eve? Um, I'm actually off tomorrow. Um, I'm playing in JJ Walsh's. I'm off tonight. Sorry, I'm playing in JJ Walsh's tomorrow night. Um, and I think. I can't remember where I'm playing on Friday. <laughs> Go I'm check your somewhere. diary then. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're up too early in the morning yeah, for a yeah. musician. Do you want to give us a bit of the killers out, if you don't mind? Yeah, Are you good 100%, to go? Yeah. I'm on the corner of Main Street Just trying to keep it in line You say you want to move on it Say I'm falling behind Can you read my mind? The good old days The old 
astonished man, the restless heart, promised land, subtle kiss that no one sees, broken wrist and the big trapeze. Well, I don't mind if you don't mind, 'cause I don't shine if you don't shine before you go. Can you read my mind? It's funny how you just break down, waiting on some sign. I pull up to the front of your driveway with magic soaking my spine. Can you read my mind? The teenage queen, the loaded gun. The drop dead dream, the chosen one, a southern draw, the world unseen, city wall and a trampoline. Well, I don't mind if you don't mind, 'cause I don't shine if you don't shine. Before you go, can you read my mind? The stars are blazing like rebel diamonds cut out of. Song, when you read my mind, when you read my mind, when you read my mind. That's incredible. Where'd you learn your craft? School of music. My father and my brother were both musicians. Wow. Guitar players. Guitar players. So Did I you support? I, I'm never sure. Is it do crow or do crot? Do crow? I followed key. Oh yeah, I supported key and do crow back in maybe 26, 2017 with a friend of mine. Yeah, but you backed him, I think, in Cypress Avenue, didn't you? In Cypress Avenue, yeah. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before it was redone, so it was a bit of a smaller venue, but it was it was still a really. Cool he's thing flying to do. now, isn't he? He's a cork lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's a cork man, and I know he's been at this for I'd say maybe 10 years it's hard it's really hard when we hear people really exploding well the there's like 10 or 15 years behind of exactly. slogging yeah, I it? saw him maybe 2012 and he was he was doing it at that point so yeah. a lot of hard work is okay. going into it well, well done to him well done to you too we'll be keeping a close eye on you thank you so much happy Christmas and good happy luck Christmas. with the gigs cheers my man thank thanks you. for popping in Corkman James O'Sullivan to play us out this morning Alliance to stay open 0818 you can text 0868 that's it have a good day See you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.